Hi there. Welcome to Rhythm and News. For this episode, we're going to be talking about using your platform. Can Grey's Anatomy responsibly educate us about abortion? I'm your host, Cameron Tate. And Claudia Regalado. Before we start, there's a bit of a spoiler alert warning. If you haven't watched season 19, episode 8 of Grey's Anatomy, go watch that because we're going to be talking about it in depth. Just make sure to come back. If you're an avid watcher of Grey's Anatomy, then you should know some of this stuff too. But if you aren't caught up with the season, there's so much drama. But Grey's Anatomy takes a bit of a, a pause and they address some pretty hot topics that's been going on in our country and amongst our own campus. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't really watch Grey's Anatomy a whole bunch, but um, I can definitely see the hype. I watched season one of it. I'm not really good at watching TV shows, so I didn't really come back. But, you know, I saw some familiar faces, um, the guy who plays Chad and everything, everywhere, all yeah. at once. I saw the girl who plays Leisha from Sex Lives of College Girls. So it was cool to see some familiar faces. And, uh, yeah, it was so cool to also see them address these important topics that are just so relevant during these times. The overall theme of this episode was really about listening to your patients. For sure. The intern, Jules, she ends up doing rounds. She gets a patient named Sierra. She's already a mother of two who is 11 weeks pregnant. And the more and more time Jules spends with her, the more she realizes that she's wildly overwhelmed and depressed. For sure. And ultimately, she receives an abortion. I really like the way that uh, Jules is so... She kind of really realizes what Sierra is going through mm -hmm. without her saying it explicitly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important because as someone who works in medicine, I think you should definitely pick up on those signs mm -hmm. and, you know, address them in a respectful manner. And she absolutely did. She was really attentive, sure. which is something that is always searched for within medicine. I mean, just Grey's Anatomy in general has sort of set a standard for bedside manner. For sure. And you could only hope that it would reflect the real world. But as we know, this is a fictional drama and some people are not so lucky to receive such manner. Absolutely. We can only hope to. Really recently, well, since 2020, the Grey's series has found being some weird limbo with like, ooh, well, do, do we talk about COVID? Do we not For talk sure. about COVID? And they made the decision to talk about COVID. And yeah. a lot of people are like, you know, it's, this show is supposed to be my escape. You know, I'm already living in this pandemic. Why would I want to see it on TV? For sure. So these are real world experiences. A lot of people are like, let's not depict yeah. those tendencies. So I do appreciate the way that Gray's family has taken a stance on what exactly they're going to do with their show and their platform in the 21st century. Absolutely. We've seen it not only in entertainment and in TV, but also like in sports. Mm -hmm. When Colin Kaepernick first took the knee, there was a lot of controversy. A lot of people were like, oh, that's disrespectful. We They said similar things. You know, mm -hmm. they said we use sports as escapism. You know, we're already in such a heated political climate. It's similar. It's similar. It At the end of the day, it's a platform. It's a platform and it's your choice on what to do with it. And, you exactly. know, you know, Grey's has been around forever. For like, sure. oh, so yeah. it, it's like the grandpa <laughs> of television. Yeah. So I, I a lot of its viewers are like, your grandpa talking at Thanksgiving, you just want him to shut up. <laughs> but it's it's not the case. Uh, they're very much aware of their job. Yeah. It started off with just, you know, five interns and, and you're sleeping with your boss and yeah. whatnot. And now it has Sandra, genuinely. Oh yes. But now it's genuinely turned to something like we're going to give the people what you want. We'll keep the heart of what the series is. 
but let's take a moment and pause exactly. and clarify some things because there is misinformation and we can do something about it. And I, going back to the main point of this mm-hmm. episode, the abortion subplot mm-hmm. in the episode, which was so powerful to me, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, like I said, Grey's Anatomy, once again, hitting the mark with what's going on right now mm-hmm. in society and in culture. And I just think the little details that went with it are like amazing. I was talking to my mom about yeah. that episode because we did a whole binge a couple of years ago. So it's been our thing to Sick. watch it together. And it's really cool getting different generations perspective. Like it's almost your attitudes towards the topic is very generational. Oh, and so yeah. now we are yeah. in the midst of trying to dismantle yeah, this generational sure. perspective on it. And I mean, she's 51. I'm, <laughs> I'm 18. And it's like, well, she was born right when Roe v. Wade was passed. For sure. And she's still living to see it get overturned. Yeah. She was like, this is important. I love how they depicted like the different reasons why yeah. someone would want an abortion. It seems that a common like opinion about abortion, like the reasons why you would get one is because people treat it as if it's birth control. Yeah. And... Not to say why you should get an abortion or not. It's ultimately your choice to do that. Absolutely, bodily autonomy. Exactly. If you can't handle it, if you don't want to have a child right now, that's your choice. It is health care. It is as simple as any other thing that you would go in and get care for. I loved how it normalized. Like, yeah, things happen. Mm -hmm. And I feel like also a common thing that is used of like, oh, no, you shouldn't have an abortion. Unless it's, like, very drastic situations, like, Mm -hmm. very traumatic, Mm -hmm. like, tragic situations. Yeah, like, exactly. So I think it normalizes, like, the fact that things happen. And I also liked Mm -hmm. how she mentions that, yeah, I wasn't on birth control because I don't Mm -hmm. like the way it makes me feel. That's valid. Valid. People with uteruses, Mm -hmm. you know, people who can get pregnant should be able to have a healthy sex life (laughs) without being ashamed and without being afraid of like this drastic thing changing your life completely you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and in addition to that you shouldn't have to take medication if it changes the way you feel in a way that you don't enjoy you know what i mean it shouldn't be so sacrificial i saw a tweet and it was like the original tweet what's what's an opinion that might get you in trouble or something and the tweet said you know if you think that poor people can't have kids, then you're probably classist. Yeah. Which is like a whole other topic. But what we did kind of delve into the fact, like, you know, it all spins right back around a choice. Like, if you can't afford it and that's a a concern, go have the abortion. For sure. But you can also choose not to. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like it's just like a misconception. Like you were mentioning, a lot of people feel like they have to put a quota on, Mm -hmm. like, the reasons to go and do something. A lot of the depictions of abortion throughout, at least my life, we saw it in 13 Reasons Why Mm. with Chloe. We saw it in Euphoria with um, Cassie. And we saw it in Sex Education. And at least with the first two depictions of it, they were really scary. Yeah. (laughs) They were very (laughs) scary. Not to say that they were trying to scare their viewers, but I think they were definitely trying to show, like, the emotional damage and horror that comes within it to Mm. kind of dismantle the fact that people are just popping abortions like it's candy or something. It's like, no, no, no. You you cannot gloss over the fact that there is an aftermath. There is something that happens when you walk out of the hospital door. I feel like Grey's Anatomy making it so... I don't want to say happy, because it definitely wasn't a happy scene. But Mm. it wasn't scary. It wasn't scary. I think it was good, because I feel like it's it's kind of showing where we can go Mm -hmm. if we keep normalizing easy and respectful access to Mm -hmm. abortions. 
because it doesn't have to be scary. I mean, I know that like if you come from a more conservative background, mm-hmm. there's definitely going to be that guilt in the back of your head, mm-hmm. and there's definitely going to be like, how are my how's my family going to react? Mm-hmm. How are my friends going to react? My partner, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if we create a more respectful and accessible mm-hmm. environment where abortions are not shunned down upon, where mm-hmm. having an abortion is not doesn't cause other people to shun you, mm-hmm. then yeah, it could be as it appeared in Grey's Anatomy. You know, she had the abortion. She was nervous. She had the support of her partner, mm-hmm. which I think was amazing, too. It shows how support from your family yes. and your loved ones can be so helpful. And at the end of the day, she came out walking, you know, and you she know, was go to, going back to her life. Two things. Okay. Um, how she, she came out walking. Yeah. Now, that is the only qualm I may okay. have with the episode. It's really not that simple. You know, it's described as being period cramps times 1,000. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's physically draining you don't want to move so it's okay. not it ain't no walk in the park afterwards either so i i feel like they could have done like a little bit better on that oh, part for sure another episode that happened like a season back they had a patient who needed a medically necessary abortion like her life was in danger once again it's healthcare yeah. that's necessary but abortion is illegal and they needed to drive across state lines to obtain a legal one for sure and the patients of dying Damn. on the way so it, it they are really showing all ends yeah it is more and more getting progressively accurate it's getting sure. progressively broad not yeah. it's showing all sides with time hopefully they mm. will start showing more and more broader interpretations and situations in which this happens growing up in a black household mm. a very black very christian like christianity is just woven throughout black For culture sure. I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. And, you know, I, I remember I was in the car, and I'm like 12 mm. at some point, and my grandma listened. She she got saved back in 1983, so from then on, she, she <laughs> it was just no secular music we was going to listen to, Christian radio. Mm. And, you know, they were talking about abortion on the radio, and we, we were, like, driving to tennis practice. And I remember her saying to me, no, you have a choice. And it's like, we talking about, she is a 70-something-year-old lady, an old black woman who goes to church faithfully. That's amazing. Who was able to not let the church define her views. For sure. Same for my grandfather, which is black masculinity. It's a completely different ballgame. Mm. But they were both able to change. So That's amazing. If my 80-year-old grandparents could, so can y'all. Yeah, for sure. I feel like with older generations, it's like way harder because like, yes, like they grow up with that mindset Mm -hmm. so heavy in their brains that like once you get to that age, it's like, how am I going to change that? It's what I've believed my whole life. So I think Mm -hmm. that's definitely amazing. It all spins right back around to just educating your peers. For sure. Uh, I don't think to say for the sake of it, either side yeah. has uh, just a logistically combative viewpoint. I don't think anybody wants to get combative when <laughs> talking oh, yeah. about it. It's much more easier just to have a conversation just like what we are having than to spew hate. Yeah. And I think once we get down to like that perception, which I think is wanted given like our pro-life um, club that we do have on campus, I believe that's there for perception as well. Yeah. But it's just conversations that need to be had. There's clarification there's hard cold fact absolutely that needs to be said and had for sure so what's your choice as the viewer what do you do do you do it's up to you (laughs) for sure well we're gonna wrap it up thank you so much cameron this conversation has been amazing awesome hosting with you hopefully we'll see you listeners next time Bye. bye
This episode is hosted and written by Cameron Tate and Claudia Rigolato with the help of Aniri Narayan, edited by Abby Park and Ryan Skidmore, produced by Grace Ingram and O Chung. Rhythm and News is one of three shows of the Daily Trojan Podcast Network. You can find more episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts, as well as our website, dailytrojan.com. 